A podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I am your actual anime boy, Soup. Does that mean I'm the anime girl? If you want to be. Although I thought okay. you were my dad. Oh, I'm the anime dad, Renu. <laughs> my, my anime Oto-san. Oto-san. My Chichi Ue. <laughs> well, this week at stands for Absolute Territory because we're finally here to wrap up the summer 2018 season. Yay. But before we get to that, what have you been up to this week? Ooh. I have been binging a lot of anime lately because I've been working on Inktober. And so I'm like, uh, I just have like something in the background. So it's been a lot of mediocre anime. Uh, I I have no idea how you draw while watching anime. My eyes don't do that. See, that's why it has to be mediocre anime, because if it's too compelling, then I have to pay full attention. But if it's only okay, then I can pay half attention and still get what's going on. (laughs) Okay. No, I I get get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I ended up... Well, this one was actually a good anime. I watched One Outs, which was like, uh, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's psychological baseball. (laughs) Psychological baseball. Yeah, it's by my boy Kaitani Shinobu, who wrote Liar Game. And so he tends to write these series that have to do with a lot of psychological mind games and deception and all that. And so basically, this was his take on sports anime, but but the whole like mind games part of it. So like when you would make this kind of play to manipulate your opponent to do this thing, but then really you're tricking them into doing something else, you know, that kind of thing. I see. Uh, so it was actually really interesting. It was kind of weird because like the whole intro was of the main character just being like shirtless and flying around. And then occasionally there would be like a shot or two of like a baseball bat and then gear and then him back to him being shirtless. I don't know. It was weird. But the actual anime itself is mostly about baseball. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that not how you shoot a baseball anime? I don't <laughs> just have I, the main character shirtless all the time in his apartment. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I feel like that checks out. <laughs> um. Yeah. So then, after I finished binging that, I was like, "What other sports anime have I not watched?" And then I thought of All Out because it has a similar. Name I was gonna to say it sounds else. exactly the same. <laughs> But All Out is a rugby anime. <laughs> so you've just and been watching sports anime. No, not just sports anime. I also binged Magical Lawyers this way, too. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so it's not all sports. But yeah, I watched All Out, and that was... Uh, it was fine. Um, It felt like it got better towards the end once they started basically introducing more of the background characters, which... Uh, I I don't know. It it kind of like 
the way that it broadened was reminded me a bit of Haikyuu, where like it really hits its stride once all the characters start like interacting with the other teams and stuff like that. But the beginning of it is so like non-engaging that I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this. Maybe I should stop. But then I kept going, and it was fine, I guess. There's a lot of beefy boys in this anime, though. They don't joke about showing all their muscles. Beef. <laughs> and. Uh yeah, it was okay. If you if you like sports anime in general, then this does it does the job. It doesn't do anything new in my opinion aside from, you know, showing and explaining rugby, but um it doesn't like go crazy or anything in terms of like animation or story or whatever. It doesn't do too much that's different. Mm, yeah, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> See, I like how we have this segment so that we can talk about things that aren't anime, and you've just yeah. used it to talk about anime. But that's what I've been doing, Soup. You asked me what I was doing, and I've been watching I'm, anime. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, but this is like if you were just like, you know, if you went up to a professional baseball player and mm-hmm. you asked, so what do you do on your days off? And he was just like, oh, I like to play baseball. <laughs> it's like, that's your job, though. Do you just do that all the time? Like, this yeah, I went on, my job, Sue. I went this on is... vacation to Greece, <laughs> and while there, I just played baseball. But for fun. <laughs> but for fun. I mean, I, I understand, right? Because yeah. obviously with the rise of like esports, people do do that. All the Overwatch pros are just, when the season isn't on, they're just playing Overwatch. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. We're we're professional anime watchers. We're professional, and we also do it as a hobby. Professional, highly professional amateur hobbyists. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you even up to? <laughs> Literally nothing. I have done absolutely nothing of note at all in the past two weeks. Since Not you last spoke literally. to me, <laughs> listen. Since you last spoke to me, my my general state of being has remained unchanged whatsoever. <laughs> what? I I mean I know I was just grilling you for talking about anime, but really I've just been watching anime. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> we just we don't do anything. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I watched a bunch of anime, but all the anime that I watched, well, we're going to talk about it in the actual episode, so I'm not going to talk about it here. <laughs> well, you had a lot of catch-up to do because you were in the Europe Oh my god! And you couldn't watch <laughs> I, anime. I have been desperately trying to catch up, and I think I just <laughs> did it. But because That's of that... Good. Because of that, now, now in in the group that we watch anime, and we're still like a little bit behind on this season's anime. So yeah. we're getting this episode out like four episodes, like a third into the season. It's that fine. Is is fall and don't not say summer. anything. No, and <laughs> we're totally on time. And in this two is weeks, when people want to hear when <laughs> the fall season is literally half over. We will release an episode introducing the fall season, and it will just be a, a whole thing. It'll be a whole it's thing. Fine. <laughs> it will be a whole thing. Don't worry about it. No, we're all professional anime watchers here. Yep, we're awesome at watching anime. <laughs> we're we're really. I mean, you 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 sound like you're doing pretty well. I'm I'm kind of a mess. What? 
I mean, <laughs> even even when I have to watch anime, you know, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to start watching the anime now because if I do, I'll just watch it instead of doing homework. So instead, right. I'll just play some Grand Blue before I do homework, and then I end up oh playing Grand Blue for like a couple hours, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> And then I have to do my homework, and then I don't have time for it. But also, like, it's actually gotten to the point where I'm not even, I'm not even playing Grand Blue, because I okay. know if I play Grand Blue, I'll actually watch the anime while playing Grand Blue. But then I'll still, I'll run into the same problem. I'll just lose a couple of hours, and so I've taken to just instead browsing the internet until it's too late to do homework, and then I do homework. So you now you you're just using the internet to procrastinate like everyone else. <laughs> I'm using the internet to procrastinate my procrastination. <laughs> How do you procrastinate procrastination? Doesn't you know, it just all it, lump together? It you would think so. You would think so, but no. It it comes in like layers. It comes in in like tiers of procrastination. It's bad. It's okay. bad. <laughs> anyway. So obviously, yeah. neither of us have been really doing anything <laughs> other than this watching <laughs> anime. <laughs> so why don't why don't we talk about it? <laughs> because we might we might as well just we might as well just get into it. Okay, we're only going to talk about things that we watch at least half of and think are worth mentioning. If we're not mentioning something, it's because we either didn't watch it or it just wasn't good enough to keep watching, or we just didn't watch it. I said that three different times, <laughs> but it's true. You're still in anime land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, there's some stuff that we didn't watch because we don't have time, like free, and it just wasn't worth it for oh, us to. Oh, I watched free. Okay, you did watch it, or I didn't. Yeah. Mostly because I've taken the same approach to to this season of free that I have to every other season of free, which is I watch a couple episodes and then I get bored and I stop watching. Well. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Well, there it is. There it is. Anyway, let's let's get going. So at the okay. start, of course, is the ever popular My Hero Academia. Which is still good. <laughs> it's still good. It, I haven't still fully good. caught up yet to where it is now. Ooh. Um so uh but I have watched enough, I okay. guess, <laughs> to okay. talk about it. I very much like this season because it's getting into the real meat of the actual story and the character development and the meat, the meat, the meat of it, <laughs> the meat, mm -hmm. the beef. Uh huh. Also, they introduced my best boy, Mirio Tagata. <laughs> It's so funny because I I literally stopped right before the episode where they introduce him. <laughs> like I see him in the preview, I'm like, oh, it's the mythical boy that everyone loves, and I, I love that boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm he's really excited. my favorite character. And Renu, I know he won't let me down. <laughs> I know he'll be yours too. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really hyped for next season. Okay. I mean, there's stuff to talk about with, with Hiro Aka, but at this point, there's, like, so much of it, and it's still continuing that we really should just do a whole episode on it, so. Mm, that's true. Boku no Hiro does warrant its own episode. So, what I want to say is, 
I'm glad that Bakugo is finally getting the character development that I've been waiting for. Oh my freaking god, yeah. I, I read the manga and I've just been waiting. Waiting and silently just like holding my tongue as people are like, mm, Bakugo sucks. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, now, and now he's getting his dues. So It's kind of like Lars in Steven Universe. <laughs> I mean, kind of. You know, I, I had somebody call me up for that, too. Just like, I see how it is. You don't like <laughs> Lars. And I'm like, no. He just wasn't my favorite character. I didn't dislike him. <laughs> I see how it is, traitor. <laughs> yeah, I felt I felt like I really let someone down. <laughs> uh, but yes, Hiraka is still is still going very very good, and yeah. we will at some point talk about it. I love my big angry spiky boy, and yeah. also Mario took out of my best boy. <laughs> so let's okay. talk about something else that I also didn't finish. I finished this one. Okay. Yeah. I did not finish Angels of Death. But you um, did. But I did. And it... it I think it, it pretty well adapts the game, at least from start to finish. Like, of course, they had to switch things up or, like, shorten things here and there to compensate for, you know, anime length time. Um... But I mean, I thought that it was good. I'm it. I think it's very uh, nicely animated, um, and the voice acting is, of course, on point. <laughs> yes, yes, the voice acting is very good. The voice actor for Zach is the same one that does Bakugo, and that poor yes. man's vocal cords. Oh my god, the amount of screaming this poor man has to do. Between the two of them. <laughs> I mean, the, the problem also is that between the two characters, it's different kinds of screaming. Yeah. And Zach's, Zach's voice is incredibly... It sounds strenuous. Like, yeah. I, I, my voice hurts just listening to his voice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because Bakugo is just like, it's just pure rage. It's just and pure then rage. For, yeah, it's it's just a pure emotion, and then for Zach, it's just like a lot of things. <laughs> it it is a lot of things. I agree. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I liked it. It it didn't do anything at the end to like surprise me or whatever because you you know how it's gonna end because of the game. So um, okay, yeah. I have never played the game, and at this point, I probably should just play the game instead of finishing the anime. Yeah, I think the game still has more to offer in terms of, you know, obviously the story and and some of the interactions that are left out of the anime. So I think Mm -hmm. it's worth it as its own experience. Okay. I'll do that at some point. Yeah. And next we have Banana Fish. Banana Fish. It is so good, you guys. <laughs> we finally figured out what the banana fish is. <laughs> it's drugs. Of course it's drugs. Of course it's drugs. Because all drugs have to have funny, unique names that will stick in your mind forever. Banana fishy. Like banana fishy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I will say I'm, <laughs> I'm very much enjoying how it's progressing. It is going Dude, yeah, like good. I didn't expect it to be so engaging. <laughs> yeah. Um 
And because I think I, I had never heard of the manga, right? Because it's an older manga. And and then when this came out, I was just like, well, it has a funny name and the character looks good. We should try it out. Then we tried it out and it was great. And then keep we kept watching it and it just became greater. And now it's continuing into the fall season. And I'm so excited because it keeps getting better and better. <laughs> yes. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I... I'm really excited to see where it goes. I had this on in the background, and some parts of it I tuned a little bit out, uh, but mm-hmm. other parts I was like, oh, like I couldn't even look at the game anymore. I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think Banana Fish does a great job of making you invested in characters and then making the character death feel meaningful and like not cheap. I would say like it doesn't feel like oh no you did that just to make me upset oh no it's like whoa this has narrative consequences yeah they don't forget deaths in this anime like the effects of people dying or what you know whatever actions are caused uh ripple and they continue rippling like until now you know when we're into the fall already yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty easy for a show that is very violent to kind of lose the meaning in that. But yeah. the way that they manage to keep that meaningful is good. Yeah, I like that they, even though they have a lot of, uh, obviously, gang and gun violence in this anime, it never stops being impactful because of the relationship between... um our beautiful blonde boy and our beautiful Japanese boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are from two completely different worlds. <laughs> I don't really have any more words on that until it's done, so... Yeah, me too. I can't wait to watch more! <laughs> yes. Yeah. So next, we have... Hataraku Saibo! Hataraku! <laughs> probably my favorite anime of the season <laughs> for obvious reasons <laughs> it's just this does not surprise me even a little bit i mean from the preview we all knew <laughs> i i mean yes we we knew that this would be the one thing that yeah. would just be it's it's made for you yeah it is made for me it is made for people in my field who regularly make content for the medical community and this is its own piece of medical edutainment and it's probably the best edutainment i've seen in a long time i would say like maybe magic school bus levels if there was if they continue (laughs) making more it'll reach that level like japanese level magic school bus (laughs) yeah i mean i was i was wait i was uh very excited Every every week to see what new bad thing would happen to this poor person's body. Yeah, this poor person. We don't know <laughs> anything about this person aside from the fact that they got wrecked. <laughs> like we we know nothing aside from you know the cold and the pollen allergies, and then yeah. the part where they lose all of their blood and they almost yeah. die, and the part where yeah. they get heat stroke. Yeah. It's like man, this poor person. Yeah. <laughs> That was, uh, you know, I think my favorite part was the was was the last episode where the blood transfusion is, and it's all those like, just, yes, they're just like, wow, I've never been around these parts before. How's, how's it going? <laughs> wow, we we should do some some blood work. 
<laughs> I like that their outfits were just a little bit just different. Just a little different, yeah. I thought that was really cute. It's a very cute It touch. was really cute. <laughs> they have really clever ways of integrating uh, medical concepts like and, and simplifying it down enough so that you can understand it at a really basic level because they only have so much time to explain everything to you and then show you the effects of what's going on. So I think it does a great job of of uh, simplifying and explaining. And then if you want to know more, then it's you know it's easy to go find out more, you know, research more or whatever. Yeah, I mean, as far as a, an edutainment primer for a subject, I think it is quite difficult to get better than this. Right. Like I wouldn't expect anything like oh that thing doesn't interact with this thing because that's unrealistic because blah blah blah. I mean yeah they they have to oversimplify things because of you know the target audience is gonna be like for more general like you could show kids this well maybe not well we we talked about how you probably wouldn't be able to show American kids this but you could get away with it with Jap with Japan you know <laughs> uh, yeah just the the white blood cell stabbing and this blood everywhere and they're just like hum num 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 yeah the eating and the stabbing and <laughs> that was honestly my favorite part anytime they tried to eat the bacteria I know it was like, I was oh, like yes this is it this is this is how it works in real life. This is how it works in real life. <laughs> I hate it, but it's how it works. <laughs> um, yeah, so Hatarakusaiba is delightful. You've probably, if you're remotely in the anime community, have seen massive amounts of fan art and cosplay of it, and for good reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cute. Super cute. I love all the character designs. Yeah. I love I love clumsy little red blood cell. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to be a good senpai and almost died. Almost died, but she made it. But she made it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's Are time. You ready? <laughs> Let's talk about Hanebado. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I I am of two minds because on one hand I really enjoyed this show. I I very much enjoy like by the end when, when once all the characters have have mostly been introduced and sort yeah. of talked about you know I think that's nice. The yeah. plot was pretty good. I think mm -hmm. that the the arcs that the characters take are very positive. I just mm -hmm. there's just that one thing, huh? Uh, though it happened, it just so happens that the one thing is one of the biggest compelling <laughs> plot points of the series that you are so anticipating the entire time you're watching this anime. Once you learn about it, and then in the end, there is zero payoff. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's so let's let's talk through this. What happened? Okay, okay. okay. Well, the entire plot of the anime is is started because this girl is really good at badminton because her mm -hmm. mom was like the god of badminton. Mm-hmm. And then she at some point lost a match, and then her mom just leaves mm -hmm. for Europe. She just yep. leaves the house. Yep. And traumatizes this little child and gives her abandonment issues for the next, like, ten years of her life. Mm-hmm. 
and right and like it it is meant to and i can accept it right i can suspend my my disbelief enough to to enjoy this this series in that you know it's valuable as that's the setup for the plot it introduces some of the other characters but but they don't resolve it ever there's there's like no there's no satisfying way that they even (laughs) remotely approach this it's just she comes back is like hey i'm back yeah and this girl's like what the fuck yeah because she she had already basically she while she was in europe adopted another girl and was just like you're part of the family now and so that just rubs it more into her biological daughter's face in that she got replaced by this other girl who's good who's at badminton. better at badminton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that girl came over and talked to our main girl, and and then they had a fight and everything. Oh my else. goodness! Yeah. It's it's like I feel like it's it's really weird because yeah. all of the all of the character growth derives very organically from some very oddly contrived plot points. Yeah. Like, the reason I'm so confused about it is because the actual character growth and development is good and natural and organic, but all the plot points feel, like, really weird and out of place, and you're just like, what is happening? Because the mom just comes back, and and when asked about it, she's just like, I I thought it would be good for her if she, you know, learned that badminton wasn't everything in her life. And it's like, you did this right after uh, your child lost a badminton game. All you've done is traumatize her forever. Yeah. Well, she she does come out and say, like, I know I'm a horrible mother for uh, putting badminton before my relationship with my daughter. uh, But I'm I did it anyway. (laughs) This is what I chose. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Okay. Here's here's the worst part, right? Is because yeah. the reason that she uses is it is very difficult for someone to make it in professional sports. I did mm-hmm. not want my daughter to be playing badminton for my sake, which is fair. So what I did was I left her, which is not fair. No, it's like it's how like do you- what? Because she was because this girl was young, right? She was like in middle school and. How do you not expect this girl to want to play badminton with her mom, who's always constantly traveling because she's a badminton, you know, world professional or whatever? She's going to want to play badminton to stay close with her mom and be able to bond with her. Like, of course, you're going to be the basis of her attachment to badminton. And then maybe later on, she'll be able to develop her own love for the sport. But that doesn't mean that you should force that on her by abandoning her and messing her up. She became a terrible person. I hated this girl. This girl so is a scumbag. Awful. Like, why she do I even so care terrible. about her relationship with her mom? Because her mom is an even worse scumbag. <laughs> they're just, they're both so awful. Like, yeah. my goodness. she It's its actually, you know, I kind of almost like how she goes from being the protagonist to becoming the antagonist of the show. Yes. She does. And it's I, so interesting. Oh my god. Because they start off the, the whole anime with a like a flashback of uh the captain of the badminton team losing to this girl, this prodigy girl. And then that's the other, I guess, like plot thread that uh drives the plot forward is that the captain wants redemption and wants to be able to beat this girl who is so clearly better than her. And mm. 
through basically hard work and being the mature one at every step of the way, despite how crappy this little girl is to her, she ends up, uh, spoilers for the end, winning. And it is so satisfying. That was probably the only satisfying part of this anime was her winning. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? Okay. I, I will I will say I I actually I I both I hate I mean I obviously I hated Ayano in the middle because she becomes like the the worst she's just like she's horrible she's she's awful to the all the people around her she's just like hmm yes why don't you fight me because you're weak I'll crush you into the dirt and you're like what happened that you became like this yeah it, like it it's it's interesting because all of the all of the you know I mentioned this but like. There's a lot of like hard left turns that happen, and her personality reverting is one of them. Yeah, it just happens all of a sudden. You're like, oh, okay, I guess you're the bad guy now. Yeah, it's so weird, and and she, it's like, why do you, why does would the audience even care about this girl after she becomes like that? You know, she she becomes so toxic to her team and is constantly antagonizing Nagisa, the the team captain, and you don't. You don't want to root for her at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, boy, it's it's a whole thing. I I I I will say like by the end, I did like her again because when she overcomes all her emotional issues and it turns out she's still kind of like like a shit lord. I love that. She's just like, yeah. Why don't you play me? Mm-hmm. Like I, I she, did like she stayed true to her stupidly awful character. I. I I liked it because she she just kind of ends up becoming like just like a like a little gremlin. Yeah, she's a, she's a hot in a bottle like badminton gremlin, and I think the only part of this anime that actually humanized her and made her relatable was her relationship with Elena, who yeah. she actually thank God apologized to her at the end when she realized how crappy she was to her too. So upsetting. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's just like mm. I I feel like in a lot of ways it feels to me like they tried to cram a little bit too much into twelve episodes. I think so too. There's a lot of stuff that happens like pretty quickly and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. while at the same time maintaining kind of this steady character growth. It's really weird. Yeah, it felt all over the place, which is a shame because the actual animation is so stunning. Like this. Oh yeah. Show is beautiful. The animation is great. It's like what they did is they rotoscoped it and then they added some some anime to it. <laughs> and it really it really shows that like rotoscoping yeah. does not have to be weird. Yeah. It shows that it can be fluid and dynamic and this anime is a prime example of that. Yeah, Han- Hanabato had the a the lighting kind of- and the coloring, like that that level of quality that you see in the first episode, like it might dip here and there like just slightly, but they keep it up to the end. Yeah, I mean, I I think after the first couple of episodes, uh, it starts to be very like. I mean, they they kind of give up on like, or they don't give up on it, but to to a lesser extent, they still show the the tones like here and there, and yeah, um, they they tone it down a lot, which because you know it's expensive, but also like you know a lot of the end of the series takes place in inside like badminton, exactly gymnasiums, yeah. so. You know the lighting is gonna be is is gonna be very standard, uh, but yeah. you know the animation quality is still really really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just I love that smug grin she has on at the end. It's just like hmm, play me. Eee. Uh, 
and hate that child. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate her after she had been redeemed, but like, my goodness, it's so hard to like her in the middle. Yeah, I, I agree that she did grow on me at the end when it's, it's kind of like a, a self-recognition of how, how awful she is. She right, knows she's, how she's, terrible she is. Yeah, she's obviously very. I, I, I kind of, I just, I like it because she's, she's obviously very aware of how good she yeah. is at badminton. But yeah. now that she's shed all of this, like, you know, toxic mindset, she can yeah. just be her true self, which is a little shit lord. Yeah, I just wanted so bad for someone to punish this mom. Oh my god! I I wanted that so bad. I wanted like anybody at all just to be like that's like the worst thing ever. Like even even Ayano's like wife, who I don't remember her name, Elena. I thought she was gonna be the one to tell her off. I thought she was just gonna like grill her, but she was just like, "Wow, that sucks." It's like, yeah, okay. I mean, that's fair. It's hard to grill an adult, but my goodness, she's done it anyway. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah, it's it it's the mother is an irredeemable character. Like she's up yeah. there in 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 the like Gendo Ikari cabinet of bad parenthood. Yeah. Mhm mhm. It's I just I don't understand why they didn't do any kind of resolution with that aside from like a throwaway line in the middle of a discussion just like I thought it would make her better at sports <sighs> so that she could yeah. become a professional sports person. I'm like, "Wow, that's a great excuse for you know, me- mentally traumatizing your daughter for a couple years and like giving her high abandonment issues by adopting another child who's better at badminton, right? Like, yeah. th- you've done everything possible wrong, and the yeah. narrative is not going to punish you for it in any satisfying way. Yeah, it it's kind of funny because that kind of line of thinking right the the sad excuse that the mom gave would be something that you would be able to to take in stride in a lesser quality sports anime <laughs> mm-hmm. right like where everything is just about that sport and there's no other life outside of that sport and the bad guy is of course going to be like some you know parent or coach or whatever that is like that but in this anime because i they flesh out the characters really well and you end up being attached to them and 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 the narrative when they cheapen it by just having like a really scant conversation about the mom's motivations just being about putting badminton first and putting your daughter second and then not punishing her for that it feels really crappy <laughs> yeah uh some like a lot of a lot of the developments felt very odd yeah. I, I think this is a show that would have benefited heavily from four extra episodes. Yeah, if they had Just a like longer sprinkled time. sprinkled in the middle. Yeah, exactly. I think if they had more time and that way be able to organize all of the elements that they wanted to cram in, then maybe it could have turned out a little bit more satisfying for the audience. But yeah. oh my god, I was I just like when they ended it and they show like Nagisa and Ayano getting along together and smiling at the camera or whatever. I just let out the longest sigh. <laughs> I was just I like, was like you I cannot can't be, be bothered. Fa- you can't be a family after this. She's fucked up both of you. Yeah. It's whatever. so stupid. I I mean, I feel like I would have enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it, 
But I would have enjoyed mm-hmm. it more if there was any kind of repercussion whatsoever for the mother. Yeah, I, this is not an anime that I will ever come back to unless it is to enjoy their beautiful rotoscoping <laughs> and animation. Like, I would just have to mute the dang anime and just watch I'm their badminton so matches. About it. It's so bad. Like, the amount of, like, excruciating frustration that you experience when the anime is done is just not worth <laughs> yeah i think you, you're better off just like watching like a montage of the matches or like some splash shots of how the anime looks and just not watch the actual anime for the story because it's not worth mm-hmm. it yeah i mean I, I i will say i think the last episode or two is done really well the last mm. Basically, the last match between um, oh yeah, uh, Ayano and between Nagisa, Nagisa and Ayano, yeah, it's that is, one was amazing. Is great. Yeah, I think everything about that scene yeah. is really good. From yeah, the way that it is directed to the way that it is animated to the way that they cut between the actual scene and yeah, and kind of the internal monologues that are happening. I yep. think that's all done really well. And mm-hmm. I just kind of wish that it was was better supported by a couple more episodes. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think I think it was a fun a fun watch. Definitely, I would watch it maybe at least once. Uh, or or you could just read the manga. <laughs> I, I hear the manga has a different twist, uh, or like the anime twist somewhere that the manga doesn't. So maybe the manga is is better structured. Maybe. Like I, I would I, hope so. I wouldn't be surprised if it was because the anime was only 12 episodes. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, there are definitely parts of, of the anime that feel like this is happening because they want to develop a character, but they clearly don't have enough airtime to do it. Mm. And I don't know necessarily if it could have been done with sharper directing. I think it just requires more time because of... The, the natural pace of the show being the way it is. Yeah, I felt like the pacing of the show was already tight as it was, you know? Yeah, I think it, it already feels really tight. It's just, yeah. I wish there was some more around it. Exactly. Like another, like, ONA, like they did with Satsuriku no Tenchi. Right, exactly. Like, four extra episodes yeah. would be great. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about something else. Something uh, that <sighs> did satisfy me, but it sounds like you didn't like so much. Uh, it satisfied you because you like Vor, and this was just like... Stop! In Vor no! Inception. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Planet With. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. Your favorite. <laughs> I hate, I hate you. <laughs> okay, so tell me why mm-hmm. you didn't like this. Um, it's not that I didn't like it, I just thought it was okay. Okay, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that's fair, but tell me yeah. why. Um, I don't know. So I, I, I went into it without any expectations because I haven't actually seen anything of this author's other work, right? So mm-hmm. uh, when it started, it started off very much like a kid's anime where it's like there's a very uh, transparent plot point of uh, this kid doesn't like this evil dragon thing and these mecha heroes are associated with evil dragon thing. And so he's going to go take them out and take their powers away from them. And so I guess the way that the the whole character design and the whole show is portrayed looks very you know childish. 
And then I guess like as it develops, it kind of got stranger for me. And I was like, okay, well, I I guess I'm in. Uh, And then towards the end, I kind of stopped not really caring as much. (laughs) I don't know. It kind of lost me Mm. towards the end. But I was, I liked the characters enough because they, the way that they show the characters is readily understandable. You know exactly what they're about, uh, basically from their introduction. And then the way that they come together at the end is nice. But yeah, the the anime just kind of, I, I don't know, I just ended up losing interest towards the end. But I was happy for the characters having like a happy ending. So that's nice. <laughs> And plus, the sound effects were really loud, and I didn't like that. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know what it was, but the sound balancing on the actual show is actually pretty bad. Yeah. Where the, the sound effects were just incredibly loud compared to everything else in the show. It was really weird. Yeah. Like, generally, we would be screaming through the show, like, why is this so loud? Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> oh, we're having a quiet dialogue. And I'm, yeah. I'm just so upset. And then, Pah! Yeah, it'd be, boom. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would like to hear your analysis of this because clearly I got lost somewhere in the sauce. Okay, I really liked Planet With. Okay. And it might be because, to some extent, I do. I've like I've read uh, Spirit Circle. I've not, I've actually not read Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, but I have read Spirit Circle. The reason I really like Planet With is because it initially does come off as very. Like very much a kid's show, mm-hmm. but then it it like completely veers off where you think it's going to be very formulaic, very um, you know, uh, monster of the week sort of deal. Except from the other right. side, where right. you know the quote unquote antagonist is is taking down the main characters quote unquote one by right. one. But then it turns out that it it actually takes like a hard a hard shift a couple episodes in and it completely defies your expectations, right? Right. I think that's like the, probably the first thing that I really like about it is that it doesn't really fall very easily into uh, a predictable plot structure. Yeah, I did like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it takes a lot of, I mean, what I would call risks with its plot structure and most of the time, I think it does, it does just nail it. And... Mm. When it gets to the end, it does get to a point where you kind of can see what's coming, but I don't mind that because, you know, through all the twists and turns that happen in in the show, none of them really feel like super out of place. It just feels like you're just kind of surprised because it happens so quickly. You're like, oh, he's already got all the ones, right? Mm. Because you, you, you expect something about the show and then it, it kind of turns out to be different. Uh, but then by the end, you kind of have this idea of, of where you think the show will go. And it does go that way, but it doesn't feel, you know, cheap because it, mm. it has been earned by the the progression of the story until that point. Right. Uh, I think that the, the progression of the characters, too, is, is pretty good. Uh, I, like the main character whose name I'm completely blanking on now because I'm just bad at names, apparently. Uh huh? I, I think his arc is is really good, and it raises some questions. And this is this is what I like about um, about Satoshi Mizukami's work is that it raises some very 
I would I honestly I would say like some some very hard hitting questions about um unexpected things, right? You would not expect a mecha show right or like you would not expect something that looks like this, like like a show produced for children, right? Mm. to be like this would be like if if in power rangers in the middle of like beating the bad guy the bad guy was like but what is violence truly and you're like whoa <laughs> right because it, it does ask the question of like what is or is not violence and it it has that with the two factions that are are trying to contain the psychic power on earth one is just trying to like guide it in the right way and the other trying to seal it off completely right and mm. even though the ceiling faction isn't going over and like killing people, it's mm-hmm. still doing something that is kind of inherently bad or inherently violent in a sense, right? right? It's like it's the the violence of nonviolence is is a topic that it tackles, and mm-hmm. it it does present all of these like really interesting complex themes. But and and this is and I I I would think that this is not for everyone. I think that it is very possible that the way that Satoshi Mizukami's works are structured is is very specific. Mm. Um, I will at some point get you to read either Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer or Spirit Circle. Probably the the former, because we'll both be reading it for the first time. Mm. But I think that the reason it's good is because it proposes these questions... And then it proposes an answer that it that is like almost really straightforward, right? Like the answer is just yes, we will care about people, <laughs> which is which seems kind of obvious, but like is surprisingly scarce these days, huh? Mm. I, I think there is a, a shocking clarity to the way that he writes, and it comes through in every level of of the show. You know, it's it almost has to be straightforward in that way. Sure. Right. It's like it, it's kind of like this straightforward, almost naive idealism that doesn't make any concessions about how bad things are. Right. Mm. So I think I think that's why I like it is because there's there's a lot of kind of complex workings underneath what seems to be kind of a simple show. Sure. I I agree that I do like that it starts out simple and then it like slowly works you into the complex questions that it's trying to raise and get you thinking about them. Um, I'm trying to think of what exactly ended up losing me. And I think it was somewhere in like this. This series tends to have a lot of monologues. Mm-hmm. And I think because it ends up doing a lot of telling and not too much showing in terms of those moments that I would just zone out or I would tune out and because they had so many, right? Because I was on board. Like, it's not like I have a short attention span, but because there were so many that I just like, I I ended up, (laughs) I don't know. I I ended up getting lost. Um, And so I think if, Maybe if it had a higher budget to be able to illustrate everything rather than just having the the dog guy talk at the cat guy and have them be transcribed by their assistants, then it would have been more compelling to watch. But as it was, it it towards the end especially, it felt to me like 
it was something better to just listen to um, rather than be like a full watchable anime um, unless you have like the fight scenes and stuff like that, which which were, of course, they would need to be shown. So mm. I think if they were able to show those parts where they were arguing instead of just like having long monologues, smash mechas together, have long monologues, smash mechas together, then it might have felt more engaging to watch for me. I yeah, I, I honestly I think that to some extent it's it's almost like it doesn't really fit in the form of an anime. Mm. It because to me the reason that Spirit Circle was so good is because it it does pretty much the same thing. It presents this very straightforward kind of shonen esque plot, and then it really heavily complicates everything like mm. morally and philosophically. Mm. I I think that. Again, I don't. I, I don't know if I don't think twelve episodes was probably enough. I, I think that for something like this, you need really gradual development, and even even really like just a couple more to kind of make it so that it's not so. Uh, I guess compact. I think mm. it's. It, I mean, it's hard to say though because I don't think this is a problem that would necessarily be solved by just you know throwing more episodes at it i right. i think that maybe to some extent mizukami's work is is much more suited to to manga yeah because the problem with anime is that anime in general has to be very polished very produced right and on the other hand the kind of appeal of mizukami's work is is almost how amateurish it is, right? Mm, okay. If you read Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, you know, the art is is okay, but there's something kind of there's 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 something sincerely charming to it. Mm. And I don't know if that necessarily comes through in an anime. Right. Right. So I liked it. I don't okay. think it was like my favorite thing that aired this year, but I think okay. it was very good sure. for what it was. Yeah, I I don't think it was a bad anime. Uh, for me, it was just okay. And maybe that would warrant like a second watch for me to be able to really soak it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I came away with a generally positive reaction to it in terms of like, it was definitely different than what I expected. And I enjoy when a story changes things up and and takes you on a road that you didn't expect and takes you down on like, avenues that question some some deeper meanings you know um Mm -hmm. make you really contemplate things and so i think this did that pretty well yeah Um, i i would i would tend to agree i think it was it was good Mm -hmm. probably i don't i don't think it was even one of mizukami's best works though (laughs) okay Uh, i mean to be fair you could also just read the manga and see where that goes Sure, because yeah. they're they were simulpubbing a manga. I would be yeah. I would be curious to try that one out. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's there is a lot under the surface of what seems to be kind of a uh, a simple show. But sure, what I like is that the core of it is also actually quite simple. Hmm. Um, there and and like that's that's probably what I'll what I'll say about a lot of of Mizukami's works is that, you know the the core of it is sincere, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
almost very straightforward, which is why I like them. Mm-hmm. I think they don't they don't really get lost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out Planet With. I would definitely recommend checking out anything that Satoshi Mizukami has ever written. Yeah, I wouldn't just judge it based on its cover because if I if I had and didn't you know have the context of what you know Soup was saying, I would have skipped the anime, and that would have been a shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's talk about things that one of us watched. Yeah, you first. <laughs> Me first. I watch Muhio Torojin no Mahuritsu Sodan Jimusho, which is basically about magical law, kind of. Uh, it, it's kind of, when you look at the premise, you kind of think, oh, are they going to just lawyer their way like through court cases or whatever and arrest spirits? And not really. It takes... Mm, more of a form of like a exorcism anime which i thought was kind of a shame uh because it because the thought of like magical law sounds really interesting uh but uh basically the the main characters are part of this office of i don't know like spirit lawyer detectives and they go out and whenever they encounter a spirit they the main character, Mukio, is an, is what's called an executor. And so he deals out punishment to these spirits by uh, telling them what their crime is and then you know sentencing them to whatever. And he has an assistant, Roji, who kind of tags along and is basically... Uh, he isn't one yet, but generally the assistant to an executor is called a judge... And they're versed in every type of magical law aside from the sentencing. And so they're there to support the executors because dealing out a sentence generally incurs like a really heavy taxation on in terms of energy on the, the executor. And so the premise and everything sounds really interesting, but the show itself is very... Uh, it feels like it's catered more towards children. Um, and you can yeah. tell that from the art style and 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 the way that the story progresses. But then, like, it kind of like <laughs> it kind of gets more. I don't know, like topics that I don't know I would necessarily introduce to children. Which maybe it's just mm. a cultural difference between you know America and Japan. But like, they hit on like some like you know, like sexual assault kind of stuff towards the end. <laughs> oh, like they don't they don't show it obviously, but they it is strongly implied. Wow. Right? Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, oh, ooh, and... Unexpected. Unexpected, yeah. I was like, but this show looks so innocent and nice. And then, and then, of course, during that arc, which is like the main, like, highlight arc or whatever, climactic arc, uh, they have, like, a lot more, like, bloodshed and violence and stuff like that. Like, there's literally a face ripper voiced by Rie Kugamiya. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I was like, "You just okay, ticked a bunch of boxes. Is, click, click. This is a lot." <laughs> um, and so, uh, the anime itself is okay. It's based on a manga, which apparently a lot of people uh, there's like a cult following of the manga. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It was it was very solidly mediocre, which was why I was able to draw Inktober while watching it. Hmm. Um, and. It felt like it was lower budget, uh, just from just 
just watching it, you can tell. And there were some inconsistencies in some of the animation and some of the plot points. Like the first episode ended with the spirit being sentenced to cross the river Styx. And then all the characters are celebrating. And then in the second episode, that another spirit was also sentenced to crossing the river Styx. And then the assistant, for some reason, gets really upset at Mukio and just like goes to town like how could you sentence him like that blah 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 and then Mukio's like are you an idiot don't you know what going to river sticks means it means that they can atone for their sins and and you know and not be sentenced to hell basically and and then they sentence like oh okay and I was like are you kidding me you just in the first episode you looked like you knew what this was he said it right to your face that he was sentencing this person to this specific punishment and you acted like you knew what it was and that it was a good thing and then in the second episode you turn around like you don't know what it is and so stuff like that that really bothered me (laughs) yeah or like uh there was like one point um where this is like nitpicky but there was a point where there was a character who was very clearly standing to the left of one person and holding their you know, their left hand. And then in the very next shot, they're on the right side of the person holding their right hand. And then in the next shot, again, they're on the left side holding their left hand. It it really bothered me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that's super nitpicky. But aside from that, uh, it did get gradually more and more interesting towards the end, which I liked. And that's basically what kept me watching. But it's definitely at least the first parts of the anime uh before the final arc feel like they're targeted more towards a younger audience (laughs) Mm, i see yeah it has some interesting threads i would be interested in seeing the the manga maybe um and and how they uh execute it there but uh i I feel like kind of like the world and everything i feel like this is kind of a weird request but i just want a good lawyer anime like, yeah, no, I no just, that's I just what I wanted, of, and I thought it would be this. I just kind of wish that the Phoenix Wright anime was better. I know, and they have like another season this fall, and I'm. Uh, oh, but it's I my it, favorite I was just like, arc. I know, but I did. I was so disappointed by the quality of the other Phoenix Wright anime season, and so I got really sad thinking about if they kept that level of quality for this amazing arc. You know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll just go back and play the games. Yeah, just go back and play the games. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going to talk about Overlord, which yeah. which I watched all of. Yeah. And the latest season aired, and I instantly want more. Nice. Okay, so Overlord is an isekai about a dude who basically ran the world's biggest hell boss dungeon in a, P- in a PvP MMO, and mm-hmm. now he's that, but in a real fantasy world. So the reason that I like Overlord is kind of amplified by this season because they all just, uh, they kind of come out and say like, you know, we're kind of the bad guys, right? Like they don't have any remorse about what they're doing because they're bad guys and they do really terrible, despicable things and, and you just kind of go with it. Because because mm. they're the main characters. I mean, right. It's it's interesting because I think that Overlord has one of the the best ways of showing power inequality. I think mm-hmm. it shows you just how overwhelmingly powerful the main cast is by not focusing on them all the time. 
right? Huh. They get you really invested in kind of the minor quabbles of the people, right? Of like mm-hmm. these these kingdoms and the minor characters that live in them. And mm-hmm. it does a shockingly good job of developing characters that inevitably just get aced. <laughs> right? It's like you you have like a minor character and then you like learn their backstory and right. it's all done very organically actually where it doesn't feel right. like, you know, you're you're being told someone's tragic backstory. It's literally just this is an adventure. This is the adventurer's right. motivations and it's very right. straightforward in that way, but it's mm-hmm. pretty good at getting you invested. And and then, you know, the main characters come in and they fight and the dude just dies instantly and you're like, "Well, that sucks." <laughs> I feel like uh, One Punch Man does that well too. Where yeah, it's 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 very similar. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. in um in in the way that they they can show how different the power is. Yeah, and they get you invested in the people who aren't Saitama yeah. anyway. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really it's really really good. Um, nice. They're really good at making you care about the Mayan characters, and boy. The, uh, they just they just at the end of this season were just like by the way we're the bad guys where like <laughs> the main character kills like 70,000 people in an army and then it's just like and then I'm going to use their bodies as sacrifices to summon eldritch horror beings oh my god <laughs> pretty much and then you know this dude that you that has been there since like season 1 is just like mm-hmm. how dare you i guess we have to duel and then mm-hmm. he gets instigibbed. Like, he literally oh, doesn't no. get to do anything before he just instantly dies. But you're like, oh, that makes me feel oh. bad. Oh. That makes me feel bad. And then oh. you're just like, now we take over the world. And you're like, oh, yeah, these are the bad guys. <laughs> and I kind of love it. <laughs> right? I kind of love just watching these bad guys do bad things. Bad things. Oh, jeez. <laughs> bad things. Bad things. And I mean... I. Like I, I I do also think that the world is is very well thought out. Um, mm. If you don't know, the creator of Overlord basically made Overlord because all of his friends were too busy to play D anD D and he was lonely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it it feels very much like that, except you're following the the antagonist uh, in a sense <laughs> instead of um, instead of the good guys. Even though you, you spend actually a ton of time on on these non-main characters, which is what gets you so invested in them. Mm. Uh, and then when they die horrible, gruesome fates at the hands of the bad guys, you're like, oh, man. Aww. <laughs> in, in a sense, it, it actually feels really satisfying. And the reason, mm. uh, and also, you know, kind of disappointing, because you're like, I thought, I, I wish you would do good things. But, you know, that's not the point. Right. I, I think that the real strength of it is that in, it, it feels very much like like a uh, a lonely DM saying, like, I set up this bad guy for you. Won't someone come fight it? Oh! Right? Where he's, like, doing all these these things, and he's, like, what? setting up his, like, base, and he's, he's just like, oh, I guess I'm the bad guy. I don't really feel bad about this ever since I came to this world. I don't feel remorse anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, he does he does things that are, you know, incidentally helpful. Like, he saves an entire village, but... It's really not like he's doing it because he feels good about it. He's just like, this is practical. This is pragmatic. Sure, right. But it does feel like that, where he's just like, I set up this dungeon for you. Won't someone please come beat it? Yeah. No, that's awesome. 
Yeah, I, it's it's really good. Yeah. The characters are all really, really strong. They have mm. really strong personalities because they are made by... Because the, the setup of it is that this guy is the last guild member uh, of a dungeon that his guild and him made. And mm. all of the guild members made these like NPCs who mm. guard the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And so when he gets transported to the other world, all of the NPCs are suddenly like real. Mm. Right? And so the really great thing about it is that you not only get this these really strong these immediately strong characterizations of of these like characters who also have really great designs, right? Mm-hmm. You also kind of get a picture of what the creators of those of those uh, characters were like, which is great. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the characterization work is really good, and the way that it it presents the world, which is like very also like laid out very well. Because I mean. It's just it's it's D and D, right? Like they have like levels of spells and fighters, and they do fighting things. It's D and D. But yeah, I, I think it's I think it's so it's so neat that the kind of both single minded and group focused vision of the artist comes through mm. all the way through the story. That's great. I love yeah. that. Overlord is Overlord is really good. If if there's something that you just want to like watch and absorb, it's a good one. Okay, that that might be my next one then. So. I re- I highly recommend it. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> okay. So next, we have Tsukumogami Kashimas, which is basically about spirits that um well, it's, it's set in the Edo period, and it's about this rental shop that rents out furniture to, you know, people who need it, and these spirits inhabit some of the objects that this rental shop, uh, you know, doles out. And uh, the reason that this rental shop exists be- is because during, you know, the Edo period in Japan or whatever, it was suffering a lot of fires around the city, and so... For people who would be able to afford, maybe barely afford, uh, buying a new place or repairing their old place, they wouldn't have any furniture to put in there. And so this rental shop exists to, you know, give them some furniture, give them something nice to have until they can actually afford to buy their own stuff. And so the the series so far has been pretty you know, episodic, like, oh, there's a story about this person renting this thing or this person renting that thing or, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And I I think it's actually a really pleasant watch. If you're looking for something that's, like, pretty, you know, low investment, pretty to look at, uh, tells a nice story, and then you can dip out at the end of the episode, then this is this is a good series. Um, very very classical Japan, and so if you're into that aesthetic, then then you'll probably enjoy this. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Shoujo Kageki Review Starlight. Well, so you didn't watch this. Um, this was the one that we watched like the first episode of, right? We watched one episode of it, and you weren't super into it. I was super not into it, but it was very pretty. It continues to be very pretty. Okay. So what I watched was pretty good. I've watched nine episodes. I haven't finished it. 
Uh, but it's very interesting mm. because it feels it's it's a very ambitious show. I I will give it that. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. Uh, the animation is is like great. I I would mm. say, and the music is probably like the best of the season. I, I think. Well, cause it's, it's like, it's centered thematically around, about, around like drama, around the theater. Right. Right. And all of the characters, when they're fighting, sing the song as they're fighting. So it's like, right. It's like every fight is like a duet between two characters. Mm. And I think that element of it, like, is really strong. Mm. Basically, the core of the show carries it really hard because, mm. I mean, some of the some of the stuff is a little boring. Like some of the more real life sections are just like, I understand why this is here to set up the the rest of the episode, but I'm like I'm like not as invested in this part as like you know the weird mystical theater battle part. Sure. And it does get more interesting, other okay. than just trying to introduce every character, because it gets to a point where you're you're finally kind of figuring out what's happening. And the um, I w- I will say that the the plot twist is very Madoka. Oh, okay. So it's it's very Madoka, but I think it's not as edgy, and I think it's, I mean, I think it's better for it. Like that it, sounds like it. <laughs> it's it sets the stakes lower, but mm. in a way where you know it doesn't have to be about. The suffering of young children right right it's not like an urobuchi like oh no one can be happy ever happiness is right. a lie right it's just right. like things kind of suck sometimes right yeah like, so what happens is the um the character that like transfers in right is someone who did the the reviews the like song battles back in england okay what happens is that she gets, you know, almost to the top and then loses. And as a result, she kind of loses the ability to really have passion for theater anymore. And no matter how hard she, she tries, she can't really get it back until she remembers the promise that she made with uh, the other girl, uh, the, the main one. And she's just like, <gasps> and, and the draft is like, there will be another review in Japan this time. And so that's why she transfers into school. Hmm. So that's it's very interesting. And you learn that one of the characters has been winning the review, right? Like all of all I don't know how many days the actual audition is, but she wins all the battles and then her wish is to go back in time and do the previous year's theater again because she can't move past it basically, right? So she just keeps reliving this year over and over again where she gets to watch the production that they put on last year hmm. uh and and it's inevitably going to be about them overturning this which is what uh, where they're getting to now where i where i stopped mm. it's very very interesting okay I, I think some of it is is a little bit weaker i think because the the core of it is so strong it's it's enough that it can keep you interested and invested especially if you kind of just like the characters inherently without mm. having to have them be developed for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, they're all just gay as fuck. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, it's theater. 
That's how that yeah. goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 very ambitious. The core of it is very strong. There's mm. definitely like some parts where it's a little weaker. Some parts where they definitely skimp on directing and writing and pacing. <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> it's. I I think that the the portions outside of the the battles could have been done more tightly but they get tighter as the show goes on you know okay. I, I get i get the feeling that they're growing with the experience that they have okay so all right that that makes sense then because the from the first episode right because they're introducing a lot of different things it felt very like hodgepodge innocuous like oh look at this mysterious plot thread here oh look at this thing over here and at the same time, it was very uninteresting for me to watch as a result. And uh, then at the end, when they finally start doing the, the battle or whatever, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then it was over. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and it wasn't. And the coolness of the last part of that episode wasn't enough to get me to keep going with the rest of the series. But it sounds like growing pains kind of thing, like. Uh, they're learning to make the stuff outside of the battle more interesting so that you can be really psyched for when the battle does happen and yeah, and it, stay invested. It definitely gets better once they hit their stride, I, I will say. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm st I still can't make like a 100% judgment on it because obviously I'm not done with it. Sure. But I don't know if I will like it more or less after I watch the last three episodes. My okay. guess is more. Okay. Because it, it does bad. it does get better as it goes. Right. And the animation is it's gorgeous. It's very yeah. pretty. Yeah, at the very least you, you got eye candy from this anime because also the animation candy. is really good. And ear candy because they sing. It's a it's a musical. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you can get the soundtrack for the uh anime on Spotify, which is what I've been listening to. Oh, it's good. Nice. Yeah, it it's very good. It it feels very theater broadway style except you know with kind of the japanese flavor to it mm. so uh yeah i would say that that's that's good okay definitely i would say it's definitely worth a watch so speaking of theater broadway musical free <laughs> has an ending that's based on theater broadway musical stuff <laughs> really <laughs> yeah the ending that the the ending song is all of the boys I thought you watched it with us. I did watch it with you. I just don't remember anything you about remember it. remember the ending? The ending no. is when they're all singing together and then they end up on the stage and they're dancing together. I don't remember <laughs> that even a little bit. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the newest season of Free. Uh, I mean, what, what do you say so about it other than it's more free? Yeah, like literally the whole first, I would say like maybe two thirds of this newest season is basically a repeat of the first season where Ugh. instead of Reen, you have another brooding edgelord boy who's just so meh, 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 and only through swimming with Haru and company does he realize that he can work out his issues just fine and then he becomes a friendo. But then the last third of the season was actually what compelled me which is you finally get to see haru competing with people who are out of his league and 
you get to see how that affects him and you uh surprisingly get to see him embrace swimming as a competitive sport right like of course he's swimming in college now and all the boys are in college except for you know Ray and Nagisa who are still in high school but um they he he's been a part of the college team and training professionally but he's always thought of swimming you know it, it's just like a part of him right it's his passion it's he's he's a, he's a freaking dolphin i don't know but <laughs> uh he uh because he has only ever swum free it's just basically been his thing and then towards the end of the season he has not only been uh, swimming something other than freestyle, he's also I know. But <laughs> big he only moment. swims free. I know. <laughs> he also finds uh, competitors whom he wants to beat, which is really big. And so I'm actually pretty excited for uh, future seasons of the show because I want to see Haru get competitive and okay. win yeah. at maybe even at the Olympic level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be interested in, no, I really wouldn't be, but, yeah. <laughs> but you wouldn't. theoretically it is interesting to me that Haru yeah. is, is getting the character development that he oh so sorely deserves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but aside from that, it's more beautiful KyoAni animation, and there yeah. are so many boys now, so many. <laughs> My God, I I don't know. It's just like I I wasn't invested in the first season. I yeah. was then even less in the second, and then I watched an episode of the third. Like it's just yeah. You know, it's, it feels all kind of the same. <laughs> I mean, it, at the very least, it's consistent. Right, like true, in terms true. of like you know, if you watch the first season, you'll know how the other seasons are going to be, basically. <laughs> true, true. So if you're not sold by the first season, I wouldn't come all the way to the third season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels like we've had a lot of gorgeous anime that are kind of like hit or miss for this season i think i think this is the, the like that's what this year has been it's just like somewhat <laughs> disappointing very pretty anime oh <laughs> uh, yeah so that's free <laughs> <laughs> um and i guess to top off the summer 2018 wrap up. I watched a little bit more of Chio Chan, uh, Chio Chan Tsukakuro, and it's so good. Soup, it gets so much better by the second really? episode. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you really need to watch it. Like, okay, I all know right, you'll all right, it. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, uh, it's not just painfully relatable, cringy humor, they just kind of like compound upon it. <laughs> Okay, I, I mean, honestly, I, I kind of figured that it would just, I, I think comedy anime has, it's very difficult for them to have good first episodes. Yeah. Like, the first episode is good because it gives you that simple, like, okay, this is kind of the tone of the anime, right? You know what Chiyo-chan's about, and then they just ramp it up to an 11 when they start introducing the other characters. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, highly recommend that if you want some 
some goofs. And if you can get through the first episode uh, <laughs> without, like, I don't know, wanting to crawl into a hole and die, <laughs> uh-huh. then um, you'll you'll really enjoy the ride. <laughs> well, I did it. I got past the first episode. Yeah. So then you should watch more. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I had if I had more time, I was going to watch Asobi Asobase and get back to you on that. Oh, I have a friend who really, really liked that. I was, anime. I was gonna say, I hear that it's actually quite a bit more than it initially looks. Yeah. So. So. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that that sounds like it. Uh, what are you up to this week? Where can we <gasps> find you? What am I up to? I have to catch up on Inktober because halfway through the month I decide to start over because I huh. wanted to make huh. a different type of theme of stuff. And huh. so I am, and it's going to be fun. I'm going to be Inktobering for a while, so if you want to see my progress on that, you can check me out on the Twitter at swandrawn or on instagram at swan.drawn or facebook at swandrawn which is all of those places i'll be posting this stuff so yeah nice yeah nice what about you buddy uh, i will be going to twitchcon <gasps> Ooh, that's gonna be fun i i'm honestly at this point like i don't even watch a lot of twitch streams so at this point i'm just going to hang out with my friends that are twitch streamers <laughs> That's like, why I want to go because I have a lot of friends that are going. <laughs> right, like I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna go hang out with with my friends and a uh, friend of friend of the show, Adam, Adam Coble. Adam Coble, Adam Coble. I, I was actually talking to Adam, and uh, he said that he would want to do a Madoka episode sometime. Bruh, we have so to. So we could do that anyway. Yeah. That aside, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hang out with my friends. It's gonna be super fun. Nice. And aside from that, probably not too much else. I mean, I'm just making school work, doing a lot of work. <laughs> work, 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 anime, 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 work, anime. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is interesting because my schedule now is all my classes are on Monday, Tuesday, uh, not Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I'm basically completely unavailable on monday and wednesdays normally which is hilarious because that means i have to do all my homework on tuesday and then also edit the podcast to release every other tuesday so that i can get it over by by wednesday and it's just a whole thing Bro, still, we gotta figure out your schedule <laughs> i mean i'm still i'm still getting used to the rhythm of it and okay. i think i will be able to manage it okay hopefully after I stabilize, I so. after this yeah. week, so okay, <laughs> fingers crossed that that actually ends up happening. Other than that, I mean, you know, I've been doing what I do, I've been playing that Grand Blue Fantasy. I have not been playing super hard. I've just sort of been existing, pulling characters and leveling them up because it takes an obscene <laughs> amount of experience points to level a character up yeah. when you get them when you get them to five star. Because at four star like level eighty, like that's that's whatever you can you can do that pretty easily. But then after mm. that, it's like, well, have fun grinding slimes for three hours. No slime. But you know that's <laughs> when I get the most effective anime watching done because I don't even have to look at Grand Blue when I do that anymore. I just have to watch the anime. 
oh and like hit buttons. So oh my god. Yeah, that means You've I, optimized. I yeah, I'm, I mean I'm reaching. Uh, I I really should be doing that too. Uh, probably tomorrow and and um, sometime over the weekend. Except I'll be at TwitchCon mm. so. Because right now it's Magnafest, which means that all of the quests are half off and some of the quests are free. And oh. it's just a whole thing. And it's just the most effective time to grind certain quests over and over again, like Shiny Slime Search and Angel Halo, which is important <laughs> if you're a high-level player. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So I'll just be, I'll be continuing that. Sounds fun. <laughs> You can find me on all the places at Literal Soup. I will also yeah. be in person in San Jose this weekend. Go find him. Go find me. Just tweet at my my Twitters. Yeah, be like, I'm also at the Twitchy Con. I'm also a person <laughs> with a flesh body. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a, you're I'm not a flesh, <laughs> I'm a flesh doll. Oh no! My soul has been inserted into a into a flesh doll. <laughs> Which is like maybe the worst possible thing a person could say. But who cares? Who cares? I think that's I think that's it. Next time we'll we'll summarize the like endless amounts of anime that have been coming out In fall. for fall twenty eighteen. I I had yeah. I, I had to think about it. I was like, what season are we going into? <laughs> where What's, are we? Where are we right now? What year is this? <laughs> So yeah, fall fall 2018. Catch yeah. us then. A catchy girl eat your fucking heart out. Oh, but you could just watch the anime instead. No. <laughs> A catchy must perish. No. Well, he's already dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>